Open your Bibles to 1 Timothy, please, chapter 1. 1 Timothy, that's New Testament. And chapter 1. 1 Timothy, chapter 1. Glory to God. How many of you love Jesus? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, everybody have 1 Timothy, chapter 1? Okay, we're going to read together verse 15. Verse 15 today. All right, let's read that together. Ready, read. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Of whom I am chief. Let's, let's add one more verse to that. Let's add Hebrews in chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. I know I won't finish this today. Hours already late. We'll get started and try to finish it Wednesday night. Hebrews 7, and I'm going to read, let's read verse 25. Hebrews 7, verse 25. Okay, everybody have that? Okay, let's read that together. Ready, read. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. All right. Father, thank you today for the word we're about to receive. I pray that your people today are ready to receive the word of God, that every hindrance is removed, every obstacle is removed, O oh God, and that our hearts, minds, spirits, ears, eyes are open to see wondrous things out of your word, and that, God, we will take what you speak to us, apply to our lives, and our expectation will increase every day because of your word we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's get cranking. I want to get as much of this as I can into you today. Now, today we're talking this, this very simple subject, two words. I want you to say it with me. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Say it again. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus saves. Very simple. Jesus saves. How many saved people I have in here? So when we say Jesus saves, something ought to just grow off in your spirit because Jesus saves. Jesus saves. I'm a witness that Jesus saves. And we'll deal with it Wednesday night, I'm sure, Lord's willing, to the uttermost. He saves. He's not finished. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, last Sunday, those of you that were here and those that watched online, we took part in what was called Rosh Hashanah. We marked that. Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of, uh, on the Hebrew calendar, the new year, right? That's what Rosh Hashanah means. It means head of the year. So we celebrate a new year uh, in, on the Hebrew calendar. We know January 1 comes. We're going to celebrate new year in our calendar, right? Since then, our Jewish brothers and sisters have been uh, in what's called the 10 days of awe, A-W-E, preparing for today, which is, uh, today is in the Hebrew calendar, Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. How many of y'all know about that? Okay, Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. It's the day that the children of Israel, uh, the Israelites, the Jews, uh, they uh, expect decisions to be made about the rest of their lives based on these last 10 days. Okay. So they are, they still are under the law, 
under the old covenant. So they believe and each year have a day of atonement. But you and I, being new covenant saints, New Testament saints, no longer under law but under grace, we know our atonement has already been provided for us. In fact, the Bible called, says Jesus Christ became the propitiation for our sins. So he went beyond atoning because atoning, if you understand this, atoning was much like um, whiteout. How many remember something called whiteout? Whiteout, for those of y'all old enough to remember that, when you would type something or write something on your paper, uh, when you didn't have a, something, a way to erase it, to backspace, you had a little liquid called whiteout, and it's like little white paint, like nail polish, white paint. You take it out and you white out, cover up your mistake. All it did was cover it, but it did not erase it. It did not remove it, it just covered it. And that's what atonement was for them. Now, the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 11, in the King James Version, it says that through our Lord Jesus Christ, we've now received atonement. You and I have already, already received atonement. Now, the King James uses that word atonement, but New King James uses the word reconciliation. So you and I, that's what atone means. Atone, you know, when if couples, if you, if you uh, break up, you atone, you reconcile. We used to break up to make up. Remember that? Y'all remember that? Okay. So atone. 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 To make one tone. To be on one accord. We could even play with that word atone and split it and call it at one. Right? So Jesus Christ already atoned for us or reconciled us, made us at one with the Father. Okay, now, you remember again, last week we were heavily in 2 Chronicles chapter 5. And I wanted to share something with you, something I learned more about. I, I was listening to, uh, watching a video this week of um, Brother Charles Caps, And Brother Charles Caps was teaching on a, on a message series called The End of Days. And in this message series he was teaching, how many of y'all know Charles Caps? It's worth, worth going back. He's already in heaven now, uh, but he left a lot of great revelation here with us. And so uh, he was teaching about end of days, and he hit 2 Chronicles 5, among other verses. So I want to share with you what, is what I gleaned that I think is very important. Can I do that? In other words, I'm giving him credit for the revelation. I'm not pretending like this is my revelation. I, I got it. People steal people's stuff and don't give them credit. But you remember, we were in 2 Chronicles 5 last week. And let's look at 11, 11 through 13. And it came to pass when the priests came out of the most holy place for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their what? To their divisions. Verse 12. Verse 12. Come on. And the Levites who were with the singers, all those of Asaph and Heman and Jedithan with their sons and their brethren stood out, I'm sorry, stood at the east end of the altar clothed in what? White linen. White linen having cymbals, string instruments, and harps. And with them, 120 priests sounding with what? Verse 13, indeed it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord saying, for he is good for his mercy endures forever that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with the cloud, keep going, with the cloud so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. God. That is important here. 
Now, again, it said in verse, verse 11, it talked about these priests who had sanctified themselves. Set apart, they came together without their divisions or they didn't keep to their own separations. Okay? Now, in 1 Peter 2, verse 4 and 5, you don't have time to turn there. I don't, I don't have time for you to turn there. Just they'll put it on the screen for me. 1 Peter 2, verse 4 and 5, Peter said, Come unto him as a living stone, indeed rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a what? Now, what was Solomon building? A house for God. So you and I today are being built up a spiritual house. Then it said also a holy priesthood. So you and I are, as born-again believers, part of the priesthood. I don't have a caller. You don't need a caller to be part of the priesthood. If you're a born-again believer, you are called. You are in a nation of kings and priests. You got it? You don't have to go through any kind of cataclysm. How many of y'all know what a cataclysm is? All my Catholic people should know what a cataclysm is. Catechism, catechism. Thank you, that's the word. But it's, it's cataclysmic, though. It is cataclysmic. It is. I had to go through that catechism. When I was getting ordained in the Church of God in Christ, I had to go through that catechism. They sit there and grill you, try to find out everything you know. I came out with flying colors. Number one in my class. 1994. Awesome. So we are a holy priesthood. Says to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now if you put 2 Chronicles 5, 12 and 13 back on the screen, uh, you see where it talks about the, these Levites were dressed in white linen. Now white linen is representative of what? Righteousness. Remember I told you that last week. Righteousness. Okay? And then we saw how many priests? 120 priests. Remember, we referenced Acts chapter 2, or Acts 1, rather, where it talked about 120 being in the upper room. So 120 priests. Now, I learned this from Brother Caps that 120 times uh, four, uh, four, uh, 50, rather, is 6,000. Now, I know that we can multiply, but f Jubilee years is every 50 years. 120 of those make 6,000 years. That marks the time we're expecting Jesus Christ to return in the 7,000th millennium. You understand that? So we've been around this from time, mark time, 6,000 years. So we've completed the 120 cycles of 50. So that means we're at the end of days, the end of time, which means Jesus Christ could come any time. Ask your neighbor, are you ready? Come on, don't ask yourself. Ask your neighbor, are you ready? See, you can come at any time. Now, notice again, 120 trumpets, 120 priests signing with trumpets. Now, trumpets are very significant. Remember, I told you that feast, Rosh Hashanah, is not, is not a feast as we know it, but we, another name for it is the Feast of Trumpets. You go back and read Leviticus 23 and Deuteronomy, uh, Numbers, Numbers, I'm sorry, uh, do, uh, Numbers uh, 23, uh, Deuteronomy 16, and so forth. You'll see Feast of Trumpets. You won't see the phrase Rosh Hashanah. You'll see Feast of Trumpets. So trumpets are very significant in the kingdom of God. Okay, now this is very important, ladies and gentlemen, because trumpets are very significant. I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51 and 52. They'll get on the screen for it. This is just a review here. 1 Corinthians 15, 
verse 51 and 52. Everybody say trumpets. We got it? Okay, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be what? Sleep means die. We're not all going to die. Because some of us may be here when Jesus Christ comes. Very likely, all of us will be here when Jesus Christ comes. Because it's not that long. You're not even going to have to worry about Social Security. <laughs> okay, go back to verse, verse 51. They threw me off. 51. Behold, I tell you, mister, we shall not, shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Keep going now. Keep going now, please. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. So the trumpet is, tells us when he's going to come. For the trumpet will sound. And the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now, the dead is not we. The dead is going to be raised incorruptible, and we are going to be changed. Give me 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 18. 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 18. I didn't get all this from him. This is, he, he intrigued me enough to go study this out. 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 18 says this. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, that's us, will by no means proceed or go ahead of those who are asleep. So my mom and my dad and other people who are, who are my loved ones, I'm not going to go ahead of them. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with what? A shout. It's not going to be a quiet thing. Not, he's not, not going to sneak into the earth. He didn't sneak into the earth the first time. Wasn't a silent night when he came. Right? It wasn't a silent night when Jesus came. Heaven was lit up with angels. And they sang out. So it wasn't silent. So throw that song out of your repertoire. At least change the words. Noisy night. Thank you, Chris. So he shall descend from heaven with what? A shout. Very good, class. With the voice of an archangel and... Say Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Feast, of Feast of trumpets. And the dead in Christ will do what? Rise. Keep going, please. Keep going. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Keep going, verse 18, verse 18. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So I'm supposed to see these words and comfort you. Hey, praise God. I'm supposed to encourage you. Keep on going. Don't draw back. Don't go back in the world. Don't go to sleep on God. Some of y'all, you might, might want to call some of your friends in, in the faith and, hey, hey, you better get back in church. You're slipping. Y'all ain't saying, I'm going to come on this side. You might want to call some of your friends, tell them, you're slipping. He's coming back very soon. And notice we have seen in both scriptures about trumpets. And it says the last trump. Y'all got it? Now, notice what it said. Don't turn back over there, but in 2 Chronicles 5, it said that when they sounded those trumpets, a cloud or the glory filled the house. And a cloud. 
Now, what we just read here, go back to verse uh, probably 16. 16 here, right here, verse 1 Thessalonians 4. Glory to God. Let's go back two verses for me. Whatever, 17, let's go back. Let's go. I want to see it go back. Go, all right, verse 17, here we go. Verse 17. Thank you, Elder Baker. And there, okay. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the what? So he's coming, you can read this all over scripture, right? He's coming on a cloud. We can see that several places in scripture. He's coming on a cloud. Now, when they sounded from, from earth, the trumpets, at the, when the time the trumpet sounded, a cloud came. Second Chronicles 5. So what we saw in Second Chronicles 5 was prophetic foreshadowing of the rapture. That when the trumpet sounded, they were all together, no divisions, no denominations, one church, one sound, one voice, praising God, the priests, the Levites, sanctified, separated from the world. They blew the trumpet, and at that last trump, cloud came. And the Bible says, remember this, and the priests, the priests could not continue ministering. Now in 2 Chronicles 5, we know the glory's there and the cloud's there. But what it tells us is that once that cloud comes, our ministry is over. We priests will not continue ministering. We're preaching everything and singing all we can right now. But once that cloud comes, we're done. Oh, y'all better just let that soak in for a minute. Once that cloud comes, we're done. Now, it said at the last trump. Now, <laughs> I know some of you people, you've been in church more than a year, looking at me like, Pastor, you trying to tell us you know when Jesus is coming? No. We don't, but Jesus only said you don't know the day nor the hour. But we can know the time and the season. Oh, I'm ruffled some feathers. First Thessalonians, chapter 5. Now, we're just in 4 through 18, right? Go to the very next verse, chapter 5, verse 1. I'm going to speed read through the verse, through 11 verses. Now, y'all need to sit up now. You can't be sleeping on this. Because, because you know, he's coming back. A lot of folk think they're ready and they're not. All right, now watch this. But concerning the what? Times and seasons, brethren, I... You have no need that I write that I should write to you. Keep going, please. For you yourself know perfectly that, that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. That's what we've all heard. That day's coming as a thief in the night. We don't know when it's coming. You know what we heard? But let's keep reading. But let's keep reading. For when they say peace and safety, they say, when they say in the world, peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. 
as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they, they shall not escape. But you, brethren, so is a thief in the night to them. But you, brethren, see, most times we heard this, we never read the whole chapter. We just heard it's coming as a thief in the night, just better be ready. You never know. No, no, no. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. So to you and me, he's not coming as a thief in the night. We're going to know when he's coming. I may not get to preach all this, Barbara, but y'all just pray for me. You and I are not going to be caught off guard. We're looking for him. Expecting him. You are all sons of what? And sons of the what? We are not of the night nor of darkness. Now out there, that's, a, that's what they are, but we're not. Verse 7, keep going. Oh, six, right, thank you. Therefore, let us not sleep. This is what's happening. He's telling church folk, don't go to sleep as others do. I'm telling you, you better call some of your friends and tell them, hey, you must be sleeping on God. You're missing church every week. You don't come to prayer no more. You don't come to Bible study ever. You don't come to your small group no more. What's happening? They're sleeping. As others do. This whole goofy grace out there got the whole church lulled to sleep. I shouldn't say the whole church because I'm not. I said not, not me. I ain't sleep. There have been times I've been laying in bed, sitting there with my phone. My wife said, just put your phone on, I'm going to sleep. I ain't sleep. You're going to knock your teeth out with that phone. I ain't sleep. Y'all ever done that? I ain't sleep. How come folk who going to sleep always want to tell folk they ain't sleep? And if people in the church who have gone to sleep and will tell you I ain't sleep, I was just busy. No, you sleep. You, you sleeping on God. No, I just, and, and this, this whole pandemic thing, this whole shutdown, this whole mass down thing has put the church to sleep. One giant sleeping pill, slow release sleeping pill. Not 15 days, not 30 days, well, by Easter. No, not by Easter. Memorial Day. No, not by Memorial Day. We're going to keep on going. No, it'll pass one day. Labor Day. Well, maybe not Labor Day. They still ain't. Well, we're going to open all of Florida back. We, oh, they still ain't back in church today. Sleep. No, I'm just playing it safe. No, you playing it sleep. But let us watch and be sober. Be sober. Tell your neighbor, sober up. So sober up means you gotten drunk on the world, drunk on the cares, drunk on the surfeiting, drunk on the partying, drunk on the television, drunk on the something, something, something. And you're not sober. I always want to dig in Robert. How come if the law, how come law enforcement, when they pull somebody over, they give them, give them a sobriety test? 
Are they trying to find out how sober they are? How come they don't call it a drunk test? They're they not giving a sobriety test. Trying to see how sober you are. They don't have a measure. Oh, this person was 99.9% .9 sober. No, it's a sobriety test. It's a drunk test. Glory to God. For those who sleep, sleep when? And those who get drunk are drunk when? Keep going, please. Verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of what? Keep going. For God, watch this, did not appoint us to wrath. So for the people who think that we're going to still be here as a church, when the wrath is poured out, you better read this verse again. For God did not appoint us to wrath. Some of the young people, they want to know how come when God destroyed the world, you know, through the flood, how come he won't do it today? How come God just letting everything go on? He's not. His wrath is coming. Tell you that, but his wrath is coming. And, and Shantae, he's going to have to get us out of here because he ain't going to let us see. He don't want us to see that. I'm going to just pull you all away so you all don't see. Don't, don't, don't look back now. Don't look back. I want you to see what I'm about to do. It's, it's about to get ugly down here, Shantae. Tell your neighbor, it's about to get ugly down here. See, we think it's ugly now. This ain't ugly yet. It's bad, but it ain't ugly yet. See, the wrath... He said, we've not been appointed to that, but to obtain salvation. Obtain what? Salvation. Obtain what? Salvation. Through who? Somebody shout, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Verse 10, please. Verse 10 and 11. Uh, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, that means dead or alive, we should live together with him. Verse 11. Verse 11. Therefore, here it is again, comfort each other. Edify one another just as you also are doing. So notice in both of these scriptures about Jesus Christ coming back, he says comfort each other, encourage each other, build each other up. Hey, man, get back on the good foot now. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't, don't get caught slipping. We just sing a song. Don't let him catch you with your works undone. I'm just taking a little break. Now, can we know when he's coming then? See, we're not of the darkness. We're of the light. Let's look at one more place here. Luke chapter 21, verse 25 through 28. Luke 21, verse 25 through 28. Now, this is Jesus Christ in Luke 21 giving. He's answering the disciples about how we're going to know when the end is near. And what he, they ask this, when will be the signs of your coming? He goes on, talks about earthquakes in diverse places. Are we seeing that? Yes. Pestilences in the land. Are we seeing that? Coronavirus is a pestilence. Right? There will be a COVID-20 and a COVID-21 because this is the end of the time. Right? So you might as well come on back out of, out of your house. You might as well come on go op just open every church back up. You might as well just open the churches back up because it's not going to end. It's not going to get better. Oh, there'll be a vaccine. Well, they already said this COVID-19 is already mutated. 
So if they come with a vaccine, it's going to be for the old one. So, you follow what I'm saying? So you might as well come on back out and go to church. So he's answering the question, how are we going to know when you're coming? Watch this. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and waves roaring. Watch this. The sea and waves roaring. They're saying this is the most active hurricane season, storm season we have ever had. Normally, they go through all the alphabet, A through Z, right? Once they hit Z, they got to start over and use Greek letters. They're already in the Greek letters. They've never done it before. We still have two months ago. The seas and the waves roaring. But we haven't been hit. That don't mean it's not out there. That's just because we keep pushing them away. Verse 26. Verse 26. Men's hearts, is this happening? Failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. Is that what's happening? For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Verse 27. Then they will see. Then they will see. Then they will see. The Son of Man who cast this coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Verse 28. Now when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads, because your, your redemption draws nigh. In other words, when these things happen to us, Jonathan, we're not afraid. We're not panicking. We're not, oh, Lord. We're saying, oh, Lord. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. We've been waiting all of our lives on this. Am I by myself in here? We've been waiting all of our lives on this. Thank God for housing, cars, and purses, and shoes, and mansions, and all the kind of things that you believe in God for. But what I'm believing God for most of all is to see the blessed face of my Savior. You just sing that song, but sure. I want to see the blessed face of Jesus who died for me, sacrificed his life for my liberty. Whoa, I want what I want. Y'all don't know that's, that's, that. That was Yolanda Adams back in, uh, back in the day, back in her teenage. She was a teenager. Before y'all knew who Yolanda Adams was, that was her back in the day. I want to see the blessed face of my Savior. Isn't that what you're living for? No? I mean, I am Elder Jeff. I'm not, I mean, thank God for promotions and career changes and all that kind of stuff, but that ain't, that ain't what I'm living for. I'm living to see my Savior. He says, your redemption draws near. Now, give me 34 to 36. I want to go to the New Living Translation, please. 34 to 36. Let's switch for ease of understanding to the New Living Translation. I hope it is. So I want you to see this here. Because the good news is Jesus saves. Look at this. Watch out. Don't let your hearts 
be dulled by carousing, partying, frolicking, chilling, hanging out, cooling out, letting your hair down, and drunkenness, and by the worries of this life, Now, this is still Luke 21, right? This is still Jesus telling us how to watch out for his coming. So it says, I'm going to tell you how to look out for my coming, but make sure you don't miss it because you're caught up in the world. So it's possible for a Christian to get caught up in the world and miss his coming. Well, I thought if I was once saved, I'm always saved. If so, he wouldn't tell you to watch out. He'd tell you just, you know, you say, just live how you want to live. It's going to be all right. You're going to be good. I got you. Just enjoy yourself. I got you. Do whatever you want to do. I got you. Don't worry about living right. I got you. Don't worry about serving me. I got you. No, the fact that he tells us this is a warning to the saints of God, watch out. Watch out means there's danger of something happening. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the words of this life. Don't let that day, don't let that day, what day he's talking about? The day of his return, catch you unaware. Keep going, please. Keep going. Like a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Verse 36, 36. Keep alert at all times. That's right. And pray that you might be strong enough. This is Jesus talking to his people. Pray that you be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. That means there's going to be a lot of people who spent all their lives in church ushering, Greeters, deacons, pastors, choir members, musicians. Y'all like that choir members? Children's workers, missionaries, evangelists, apostles, prophets. People who carry all these titles and offices and positions, yet in their own lives, they're dull and drawing back and weakened to the point that they're not strong enough to escape these coming horrors. This is a warning, 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 warning. Holler at your neighbor, warning, warning, warning. Man, I wish I had some obedient people. I said, holler at your neighbor. Warning, warning, warning. Did anybody warn Rashi? I'm looking at nobody like y'all not talking to each other, man. I didn't say it. She said it. 
you got you to be warm because Jesus is coming. And I think in all the fray, in all the ruckus, in all the chaos in our world, people have lost sight of the fact that he is coming. That perhaps in the midst of all of our being caught up in the prosperity, I'm all for prosperity. I'm all for houses and land and riches and wealth and abundance. I'm all for that. I preach that. I want you to have it. But when all that stuff passes away, you got to be ready to meet Jesus. Because your Bentley won't get you into heaven. God wants you to have one. You can have one. Your Rolex would not get you into heaven. Your Gucci and your Louis Vuitton and your Prada and your what's them, what's them shoes, them shoes and red things. What's them things? Christian Louboutin and whatever you call that stuff. Louboutin. Oh, that, that, you, can't, you can't walk no streets of gold with them. Ain't going to be no Louboutins on the streets of gold. Ain't going to need no, new, no shoes like that. Well, you'll have shoes, but they won't be those shoes. Louboutins and all the other shoes you can name won't compare to the shoes you're going to wear in heaven. If you make it. Tell your neighbor, if you make it, if you make it in. I got to go, Ella Jeff. I got to make it. I got to make it in. I can't waste all my time going to church and not make it in. I can't waste all that money on tithes and offerings and not make it in. I can't waste all this time preaching and other people and not make it in. Disqualify myself? No, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to preach to you and disqualify myself. Preach to you about be right, do right, live right, act right, and I'm out there cutting the food. No, I ain't going to do that. I got to make it in. Thank God for suits and hats and clothes and shoes, but I got to make it in. Anybody with me this, this morning? Thank God for I can name it and claim it. Thank God I can blab it and grab it. Thank God I can, I can confess it and possess it. But in the end, I want to see Jesus. I want to see the man who died for me. I want to see the man who set me free. I want to see the man who bled on the cross. I want to see the man who went down in the grave. I want to see the man who got him on the third day with all power. In his hands. Just for me. I want to meet the man who rescued me from a burning hell. I want to see the man in perfect peace. When it's all over, I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Come and sit at the banqueting table that the master has set aside and laid up for you. I can believe him for a jet. 
but a jet won't get me into heaven. I got a ride in the cloud. Which tell your neighbor, that means you gotta be ready. Come on, say it like a good Baptist church. Tell them you gotta be ready. Tell them you gotta be ready when Jesus comes. He's coming on a cloud. Every eye shall see him. When all my work down here is done, I want to hear him say, well done. I don't have time to waste. said that day will not come except there be a falling away. This ain't my message, but I just might as well preach toward the... That day will not come except there be a falling away first. That's right, Kim. If you, if you notice I'm falling away, don't talk about me. Grab a hold of me. Pastor, what you're doing? too prideful to be corrected. I'm not too prideful to be challenged. I'm not too prideful to be straightened out. Just let somebody fall away like that. The Bible said if you see a person stumbling to death that's in Proverbs. And you don't reach out to save them. And you act like you say, well, I didn't know about it. He said, doesn't God know your heart? He said, God knows you a liar. He knows you saw them backing up. You saw them stumbling. You saw them falling off. And you ain't say nothing. You gonna just let somebody bust hell wide open and don't say nothing? Somebody shout, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. I, I, I got to get you that organ, boy. I got to get you that. I'm, I might have still been preaching if you had that organ up here. Jesus. Sit down. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified, freed me. And one day, he's coming back. Somebody shout. Somebody shout. Somebody shout, 
Somebody shout, 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 shout. job working maybe while you're sitting in school doing your work maybe while you're sitting at home reading your Bible there's going to be a trumpet that's going to sound I don't know exactly what minute I don't know exactly what hour it's going to be but I'm looking forward to that day we used to call it that great getting up morning. We used to sing another song, in the morning when I rise. We'll all be in various places around the nation, around the world. But when we hear that trumpet sound, it's going to be a distinct sound. It's going to be a bright sound. It's going to be a loud sound. And we're going to know something's happening. You're going to peek outside and notice bodies ascending. The graves will be open. The seas will give up their dead. And those who are dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then all of us who are alive and remain, the Bible says we're going to be caught up together to meet him in the air. And so shall we ever be with him. Encourage one another with these words. Pastor, how soon? I don't know how soon. There's a few more things that need to happen, not in the world, in the church. The world stage is set. What about the Antichrist? He can't be revealed till we're gone. See, once we're, once we're gone, everything else in the world now can unfold. But as far as the world stage, everything is set for Jesus to come back. What remains for us is in the body, in the church, the restoration of all things. Because I got news for you, Lawanda. He's not coming back for a broke church. A broke down church 
a dirtier, rotten, stinking church, a church all wrinkled up, tattered up. God, just come help us down here. No, no, no. Coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Means we got to get some things in order. We got to get some things straight. It also means you and I have to do our job in getting as many people ready as we can. Now that's what I was going to preach about today. We got to start it. We got to start it. Because they need to be saved. And the point I want to present to you, I'll get to it Wednesday night, is that it's very easy to look at the world, to look at anarchists, to look at transgenders, to look at the alcoholics and the and the opioid addicts and people of all sorts of issues and conditions and write them off. It's very easy. In fact, it's so easy, most of us do it. I said it's so easy, most of us do it. We write them off. Heathens from hell and heathens going to hell. Heathen, heathens going to hell. And we write them off because we see them in their snapshot, their current condition. In other words, we're taking photos and not videos. I'm glad that God didn't snap a photo of my life, but still making a video out of my life. A photo is a still shot. Nothing changes. But a video is movement. That's why we used to sing this song back in the old days. We ought to bring it back. Please be patient with me. God is not true. Because we read today, not only does he save, but he saves to the uttermost. So I don't want you and me to write off the heathen, the homosexual, the addict, the drug dealer, the, the, the rapist, and the murderer, as if there's no hope for them. Because if God had not had mercy on me, can I get a witness? If God had not had mercy, I wouldn't be in front of you today. If God hadn't had mercy on your neighbor, they wouldn't be sitting next to you today. Now you probably are right. You you probably are right. I'm talking about your neighbor. You were probably born with the Holy Ghost and born saved and born living right. But your neighbor, God had to show his mercy. 
his grace, his loving kindness, and his goodness to save us. And I want to build you in your faith to begin to believe God that the worst of the worst can be saved. That the worst of the worst. Dick, I remember, I remember in 1979, the Buccaneers started in 1976. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, first season, 1976. They went 0-14. Back then, they were still playing 14 games. They went 0-14. The next season, they won one or two games. So for two seasons, they lost pretty much every game every season. 79. They went from worst in their division to first place. One season. In one season. I prophesy we're in a season where God will take the worst of the worst and put them in first place. For the Bible declares that the last shall be first. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, can, I, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it happen in the body of Christ. Those who've been first in the body of Christ who are hiding. They're hiding. Viruses. They're hiding. They have been first. They've been premiered. They've been foremost. God's switching places. He's going to take people right off the street. Right out the club. Right out the alley. And put them in first place. How I know. God wants every person ready. I'll preach this Wednesday. God wants every person ready. Thank you, Lord. Now, I could assume right here in this room everybody's ready. But there's a chance that somebody here you're not yet saved, that if Jesus Christ came right now, I don't think he is, but if he did come right now, are you certain? Are you certain for yourself that you'd be caught up with the saints? Certain that you would not be left down here to experience the wrath of God poured out on this planet. There is a wrath coming.
is a wrath coming that this world has never seen. We celebrate the rainbow because the rainbow is a sign of God's covenant. And he said when he destroyed the, the earth the first time by flood in Noah's day, the earth will never again be destroyed by water, by flood. But next time, the next time, it will be by fire. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so will it be when the Son of Man comes. He said another place, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be when the Son of Man comes. What was happening in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, the days of Noah? People were doing their own thing. They had abandoned God had no regards for God and his word and his way of doing things. They were doing their own thing. Thank you. And it wasn't about law because in the days of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah, there was no law. At that time, there was an inward law. See, this, this inward understanding of right and wrong. So people say today, well, there's no law anymore. We're not under the law. That's right. There's supposed to be an inward law again. As it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. So now, God looks on us in his love and his mercy, and he's very patient and long suffering. Very patient and long suffering. Because he wants every man to be saved, every woman to be saved, every boy, every girl, every child to be saved. He's long-suffering to give us time. And today, I want to make sure nobody in this room leaves here today and you're not saved, you're not ready to see Jesus in perfect peace. So we're going to pray here in a moment. We're going to pray. If there's a person in this room today, you say, Pastor, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've been in church, I've heard about it. I'm not sure for myself that if Jesus came today, I'd see him in peace. Or perhaps your person says, I used to be there, but I've kind of backed off. I've walked away. And I want to make sure today I can see him in perfect peace. Whoever you are, I want to pray for you specifically. I want to pray for you specifically today. Because I don't want you to go to bed tonight without that blessed assurance that you are at peace with Father God. That peace doesn't come by doing good stuff. It comes by receiving Jesus and living your life out according to God's plan. Wherever you are, I want to pray for you. Wherever you are. You say, Pastor, that's me. I just, just stick your hand up in the air. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hands. I want to pray for you, whoever you are. It's just like when I'm talking about the other, earlier the groceries. Don't, don't, this is not to be embarrassed. This is like, this is handling business, man. 
This is more important than who you marry. This is more, more important than what college you go to. This is more important than buying your first or your last home. This is more important than having a child. This is more important than anything in your whole life. In fact, this is the only eternal decision you'll make in your life. Every other decision you make, every other move you make is temporary. This is the only one that has eternal implications to it. Because the Bible says it is appointed to every man once to die. And after death, the judgment. So we're going to be judged. And I love you way too much to just make the assumption and let you go on about your business and not be right. Okay? So God loves you. All right. Now I'm going, I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask those of you who have raised your hands or your hand is raised now. I'm going to ask you to just whoop the devil. Whoop the devil by walking out here and meeting me down at this altar. You're going to whoop him. You're going to whoop him right now. You're going to whoop him right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I got to tell you, thank you, Lord, because I was out walking the other day, and I was asking the Lord, what, what do you want me to preach about this Sunday? What, what am I going to, you know, I'm not just looking at a book and pulling out something, giving it to you. Lord, what do you want me to preach? He told me, Preach Jesus saves. I'm not an evangelist. I'm, I preach faith and I preach prosperity. I preach the kingdom. I want to preach deep stuff. You know, Barry, I'm saying I want to preach deep stuff. He said, No, preach Jesus saves. Here's why. Now I want every head bowed, every eye closed. Now, I'm going to challenge somebody who didn't come up here already. You didn't come up here already. But you know you should be up here. Nobody's judging you. We're not judging these five. We don't have room to judge anybody. This isn't about judging. This is about helping. So, if you didn't come up here on the first call, but you know you should be up here. Then you got to whoop the devil. Because if not, he's going to whoop you the rest of your life. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You don't want to wait till you're 35. I get it right. Maybe when I'm 45, I get it right. You know, when I'm 60, you know, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll come in then. Man, you will have gone too much through too much hell already. Then now you got to try to catch up. No, right here today, right where you are, whatever age and place you are in your life, God wants you saved. And I'm going to try to show you that he's going to save you to the uttermost. To the uttermost he wants to save you. If you let me, I'll show you. He's not only going to save your soul and get you, you know, salvation, but he's going to save you out of, out of your sicknesses and your depression and your the night terrors. Thank you, Lord. 
Somebody's having night terrors. I don't know who you are. You're having night terrors. Your sleep is disrupted because the devil's terrorizing you at night. I'm talking about dreams get wild and they, they're so real you can hardly rest. You wake up in the morning, you're tired because you didn't really rest. Night terrors. Jesus will save you to the uttermost today. He'll save your soul. Within your soul is something called your mind. Your mind is in your soul. If you're tired of having night terrors, then I want you up here at this altar. He's trying to freak you out. I heard it. You can come. I see you coming. I see you coming. I'm going to call on every prayer counselor I have. I want you to stand with these people. Come on, y'all come close to this middle. Stand with them. Come on. Come on. Every prayer counselor I have, I need you to get, get with them. Come on, stand behind or stand next to someone. You may have to help, you may have to serve two people. You may have to serve two people. Man, that thing is so strong about night terrors. Do you see how the devil hates the people of God? He's mad that you got saved, so he wants to terrorize you the rest of your life. He's trying to scare you into coming back. But he's a liar. He can't have your back. Jesus said, no man can pluck you out of my hands. Oh my. Now those of you who came today, you answered that first call and said, I want to be born again, I want to I be saved, or I want to make sure, or I've drifted and I want to make sure I rededicate. I want, just lift your hands, uh, I, I want to pray for you. I want you to lift your hand up, I want to pray for you right now. You came to be saved. You came to be saved. Not the night, night terrors, you came to be saved. I want to make sure. All right. Now that's, a, that's a whole host of you. That's a whole host of you. That's good. That's awesome. I want you to pray this prayer to me and release your faith. I'm going to give you the words, but it's going to be your faith. Knowing that God hears you, he's going to answer you instantly. You're not going to get saved tomorrow. You're going to be saved right now. You're going to be made perfect right now. You're going to settle this case right now. 
in the name of Jesus. All right? Those of your hands lifted, say this. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you now in need of a Savior. There's so much in my life that has gone wrong, and I need a Savior to deliver me. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to the cross in my place. Thank you, Jesus, for all you went through just for me. Thank you, Jesus, for going to hell just for me. Thank you, Jesus, for going through pain and torture just for me. Now, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, and I confess, I declare with my mouth that from this day forward, Jesus is Lord. Therefore, God, my Father, according to your word, I am saved. I have believed. I have confessed. Now I am saved. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away, and everything in my life, everything in my life, everything in my life is brand new in the name of Jesus. Now, Holy Ghost, fill me, fill me now in the name of Jesus. I give my life to you. Now, give God a praise right now because you are born again. You are a child of the living God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to speak it. Give me that microphone, please. It's not just music. It's a repetitive repeating of sounds and lights that's destroying your peace and your rest. Have you ever heard of a president coming against one app and the whole world coming to its rescue? It's, it's called, not it's, just It's music. causing neurological disorders. It's causing disorders, and it's demonic in nature. It's demonic in nature. It's not music. It's not dance. It's not light. It's taking over a culture. It's taking over a whole segment of the population. That's why they fought so hard to keep it. Have you ever heard of such? Everyone dealing with the night terrors, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Those
Those of you at home, you better join in on this right where you are. Fear has torment. Satan will use any route, any avenue he can to get in to cause fear which will torment you. The Bible says he gives his beloved sleep. It's sweet sleep. So night terrors are an attack from the enemy against your sweet sleep. They don't belong to you. You don't belong to them. Right now, by the spirit of the living God, I'm going to separate you from your night terrors. I don't know if you caught what I said. By the spirit of the living God, I'm going to separate you from your night terrors. Nightmares, vivid dreams, by the spirit of God, I'm going to separate you from those. Keep those hands high if, I'm, if, I'm pray, if right now that's you. Because I don't know who I'm praying for. If that's you, keep those hands high. Night terrors. Broken in Jesus' name. Broken in Jesus' name. Broken in Jesus' name. Broken in Jesus' name. Night terrors? Sometimes. Broken in Jesus' name. I'm separating you from it. Night terrors? Broken in Jesus' name. Broken in Jesus' name. Broken in Jesus' name. You shall have your peace. Broken in Jesus' name. Broken in Jesus' name. No more terrors. Broken in Jesus' mighty name. No more, young man. Broken now in Jesus' name. No more. Peace. Peace. You too, Oscar? No, that, you can't. You can't have that. You can't have that. You need your rest, man. Broken now in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, my Baba, no, Kayara, my soul, and a baby. 
Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome. Walk with him. Walk with the Lord. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever look left or right. Just walk with him. He's got you. He'll take you farther than you ever dreamed. You got it? All right, because there's a call on your life to serve God. To serve God. The devil been fighting you since you were a baby. Since you were a baby, because it's a calling in your life. And God is fighting for you. He's never going to let you go. So no longer let him go. You got it? Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Preach this word, sir. He is using every entry point he can to disturb our rest. And that devil's been exposed today. You're going to have your rest. You're going to have your, your mind no more torment. No more torment. God's got a wonderful future for you. That's why the devil's fighting you. God's got a calling on your life. That's why the devil's fighting you, honey. Come here. God's got a plan for you.
just going to say this to you. Right now, God is making you whole. W-H-O-L-E. There's a lot that's in that. But when I say it, you know what I'm talking about. Okay? God's going to reveal more and more to you what I'm talking about. He's making you whole. You've been broken. You've been broken. And God's making you whole today. Like, like, like brand new. Like brand new. You understand that? You will never be the same after the day. Father, just, just your peace. Just your peace, Jesus. Just your peace. Finish the work you have begun. Finish the work you have begun. And I command peace and wholeness. Your sweet peace. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't know what people have dealt with. People can come to church and smile and do all these things. And you don't know what they have. See, some of us, we, you know, we, man, I'm, I came to church excited. Some people had to battle. Some people have battled, have had more battle this morning than some of you have had the last month. The good thing is, Jesus knows how to minister to us. He's so sweet. He's so sweet. Those of you who today you got you got born again or you rededicated, just raise your hand again. I can see you. All right, come on. Will you give God a hand again for them? Listen, after service, make sure this young man and young lady, Elder Baker and uh, Lamika, they know what happened to you today. Okay, some of you are already attending. You're already part of our new members class to learn and so forth. But if you're not, then you want to make sure you get plugged in. And they can help you not only get in that class, but also make sure we can get your information. We have information we'll give you. For, because when you learn how to walk with the Lord, it's, it's a brand new walk. And when you sometimes have stumbled, you got to learn. You know, my wife, you know, she went through that attack of the enemy several weeks ago. She's, you know, I'm watching her. Just, I'm proud of her. She's learning how to walk again. Learn how to walk again. And that's what happens to you and I. When we, even when we stumble, we just have to learn how to walk again. Just you know, get, get our foot and get our balance back. You know, just, okay, because the devil, when he hits you, man, bam! It happens, right? So, so I want you to make sure, and, and they can help you with that. I trust them. Amen.
you've been watching online, there might be somebody, you gave your life to Christ at your home or at your job or wherever you are. You make sure you let us know. On our website, there's a salvation button. Hit that salvation button. Let us know. I got born again. Get plugged into a class. Let us know. Join in. We can send you information, material that will help you because you can't do this by yourself. God didn't mean for any of his children to be orphans. He meant for us to be part of the family and the household of God. Amen? So let us know and we can help you out. Everybody give God a praise. You may return to your seats. We're getting ready to be dismissed. Congratulations to you. Come on.